Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we're talking about The Walking Dead, Season 11, Episode 23, and our recommendations on Dead to Me, Season 3, Yellowstone, Season 5, The Good Nurse, and more. Hi, Margaret. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Diana? I'm awesome. Just the two of us this week. I know. I know. Oh, well. The finale. I can't wait for, I mean, I can wait because I, I don't want it to be over, but I'm excited about <laughs> the finale. I'm excited for us to get together and to talk about it and Avery to join us. I'm hoping he can. So it'll be awesome. Yeah. Speaking about family, A- Avery is a part of your family, so which is cool. And mm-hmm. so- I thought what would be perfect is having a question about family since the episode is entitled Family. So the question of the day is, what is your favorite movie about family? And when thinking about this, Margaret, one of the movies that came to mind was Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Great Mm -hmm family movie (laughs) and guess who was in that movie robin williams yes he was (laughs) (laughs) sally field yes yes pierce brosnan but also margaret was at the dinner scene (laughs) two weeks that was a two-week shoot took a long time yeah it was such a cool scene it was a i got yeah, but you know what? I was flashing my utensils, so I got yelled at for that. <laughs> Put them down. Don't use them so much. Like, oh, my God, I'm oh supposed gosh. to be talking. I used my hands. The knife yeah. is in my hand. What can I do? Anyway. Oh, yeah. so funny. But anyway, I thought, oh, that is a great family movie. I love it with Robin Williams. He's For anybody who hasn't seen it, you need to go watch this right now. How could now. you not? It's on like any channel, any time of day. I know. You know, it's on all the time. Well, it used to be. I don't know if it is anymore, really. Yeah, but there are people. Hey, you know, we do have listeners in Ireland and in Belgium, and I want to give a shout out Seriously? to them. Yes, yes. So That's maybe, wild. maybe they don't know about Mrs. Doubtfire oh, with Robin yeah. Williams. It's awesome. Uh, but also another one of my favorite um, movies about family is Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, really? Yes, I love that movie. Again, for anyone who doesn't know about it, it's about this little girl. You know, she gets selected, I think, to be in a little pageant. She's just this young little girl, but her whole family piles her into this um, Volkswagen bus. And, you know, the group is just an eclectic bunch, right? They all have their issues. They all have their, you know, the grandpa who she's really close to. He's a a drug user and her, (laughs) and then Steve Carell is in it as her uncle who tried to commit suicide because his lover, I think, broke up with him. And so, and he just gets out of the, you know, hospital. It's just all these people. And then there's this Paul Dano. God, I can't think of his name right now. But he plays the her brother who wants to be a um, work in the Air Force. It's just, and all these things happen to them on this road trip to get her to where she needs to be. And what I love is, and I don't want to give it away if people haven't seen it, but there's a scene where she needs to do her talent. 
and she uh, she's made fun of by the other contestants and parents and they uh support her 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 family really supports her and it's just a really cute movie so i just love that movie but margaret after i've mentioned two of mine do you have one do you have a favorite movie about family well you know i don't look at movies from like that so it's hard to classify but i've come up with a few but now that i googled it I'm looking at their list and I'm like, oh my God, that's right. I saw that movie. And I really thought, not that I thought of it as a family thing, but it really actually was. So I don't know if you saw this movie, but The Greatest Showman, did you ever see that? I did see the movie. Yes. I loved that movie. I just thought it was a really good movie. I mean, it's a musical. Yeah. But uh, it's about P.T. Barnum and his, you know, business. I saw that as more of a business movie, but he was doing it for his family, you know, and it was just the circus, you know, the whole thing. They're all a family. Yeah. You know, nobody's really related, but I mean, they all work together and, and work as a team and get together and, you know, he had the wife and the kids and all that kind of stuff. So I thought it, I, that really, I think is a good representation. I also thought of um, terms of endearment that's yeah. an oldie, but a goodie. Uh-huh. And that's about, you know, the relationship. So really it's more, I mean, the family stuff is really about the bonds and the, and the relationships between people. Yes. Not just that they are related if they are even related. Exactly. So, yeah. And most movies do have that element in them. They have to have something going for them relationship wise. Mm-hmm. So you could almost do any of them. Even the karate kid is number 14 oh. on this list. <laughs> So that launches into your, you know, other things. So those are good ones, though. Yeah, I didn't even think about Mrs. Doubtfire, but that's totally about family. You're right. It is. Yes. You're absolutely right. I know sometimes it's hard to recall like, whoa, what really has to do with family? And yeah, there's so much. And sometimes it's a relationship. And sometimes it is some, you're not directly related to them, but they are like family. Because that's Mm -hmm. what this whole episode, which we'll get into in a moment, is about, right? Because so much of our group is family, even though they're not related by blood. Well, I think it's the whole taking care of each other. Yes. You know, and being there for each other. And being able to rely upon each other. So it's that's how it's twisted. (laughs) All right. So friends out there, let us know what is your favorite movie about family? You can leave us a comment on social media, our website, or email at screensinfocus at gmail.com. I would really love to hear from you what your favorite movie is because, you know, we're heading into the you know, holiday season here. And it's about hopefully celebrating with people you care about or being around people you care about at least. So it's a great time to watch movies like this. So we'd love to hear what you have to say. And the links are in the show notes. Okay, so let's get to episode 23, Family. So the episode opens with Judith's commentary on the Grimes legacy and how protecting each other comes at a price. Aaron and crew try to separate from the horde, but not before Lydia is bit. Inside the Commonwealth, Mercer tries to organize a group against Pamela, but is soon arrested. And Daryl and company make it inside the Commonwealth and break out into a gunfight with Pamela shooting Judith in the crossfire. And the horde makes it inside the walls. 
Wow. That was a lot of stuff I just said right there. So Margaret, what did you think of this episode? I, it again, as they all lately are ending way too soon because they open up all these things and then they don't resolve them. So I don't really know how they're going to do this in the finale and have it all be wrapped up and done. I mean, there's got, there's got to be a lot of open-ended situations because you don't know how this thing ends. It just was very violent, very engaged, very, I, I really didn't feel like some of the conversational parts of it were really necessary because they just dragged it down. There is so much action going on. I prefer the action, especially now, because it's all kind of winding down, you know. But I did. I enjoy, I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. I thought it was really good. I really, really enjoyed the intro, the Judith intro thing, because of all the clips and what it represented. And it showed everybody like in their finest hour. And, you know, so I thought it was a really nice. It's a nice way to flash back to everything prior to what's going to happen in that episode. So, you know, it's recapping because it's the end. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) So what, and you, where'd you get teary eyed? (laughs) Well, I do want to say that, you know, we've been listening to Judith all these episodes, but we finally get to see her. And it's interesting because I sort of forgot that we didn't get to see her because she's always talking. So I think she's present in the episodes, but she hasn't been. So we we finally get to see her. She does look older. You know, she looks a little more grown. And I was worried hearing her her words when she said that protecting each other comes at a cost. I thought, what does that mean? What is she telling us? And, uh, you know, I just knew that this episode would be high stakes and action packed. And of course it was. And yes, I was emotional. And yes, I loved it. And you asked what made me emotional. And it was Ezekiel and Negan, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But yeah, I did get teary eyed. So tell me what stood out to you in this episode, Margaret. Well, I I think there were a lot of uh, revealing situations, like with Negan and Ezekiel, then with in the the camper, you know, the RV. Oh, the RV, yeah. With the chopping off of the arm. I mean, that was really sad. And she was really good. Yeah. I mean, totally believable. I think just uh, out before they get into the RV, just being the two, the three of the group who were swept away in the, you know, the horde. The, yeah, which was really crazy. Then the, because um, you know, it should have happened, but you have to kind of wonder how could they not be found out by the horde if they're, if they're evolving to be able to climb, I love that part. You know, what the fuck? I I like, what the fuck? I know. <laughs> they can climb? Yeah. So I thought that was really kind of funny, too, you know, just because the reaction. And then, uh, I don't know. There were just, there were a lot of little moments. I mean, we saw how evil Pamela actually yeah. is and how mm-hmm. she really is an elitist and doesn't care about any of the the people down on the other side of town, which is right. where all the horde, the the horde was going to be let loose. And I thought it was interesting though, because I was a little confused because here's this horde that's been traveling and the guys are in Jeeps and, and motorcycles and all that kind of stuff. 
And are, why are they leading it that direction toward the Commonwealth? I mean, what's the purpose in that? I thought they would be leading it away from the Commonwealth. Or is this all part of some little plan? So is this the future? I mean, somebody's plan. Well, she's leading them to the Commonwealth so that they can call. They did this earlier in the first or second episode of this section where they used the horde. They brought out the horde so that they could tell people, you need to go back to your home. The horde is out. We hear them. You must go home or you're in violation of being out because they wanted to disperse the group and not have them gather, you know, protesting against them. Because that's what happened in the first or second episode of this section. Oh, so it's a passive aggressive. Yes. So they're trying to use them, which is, I said back then, this is the dumbest thing anyone could ever do. It's just such a bad idea. You never put yourself in harm's way just for something else that's you could figure out a different way to do this um but but they were moving for more than just a day i mean this has been you know a couple of episodes that these horde this horde has been there moving right i don't know the length of time i'm not sure right now thinking about it well it's this episode it was the last episode and i think it started in the but other I, episode. I don't know how many because days the, that is, though. How many days is it? I don't know. Well, I don't know either. I mean, the timeline is a little confusing for me. But it just seemed it just seemed like a really, I mean, I agree with you. I think it's a really stupid way to try to control your people by with a threat. Yeah. But it was also, I thought it was kind of interesting, though, that she could figure out that Mercer was, you know, flipping sides and that she wanted... She wanted this chaos to occur over there where the group was. And then that was all planned that they were in there waiting for them. And it's kind of like, she's just hedging her bets. So maybe they did, would have shown up there or maybe they wouldn't have in the train station or the, whatever that is, the transport station. I'm You're not right. sure. Uh-huh. Cause it was all chained up and everything else. So is that, I mean, that, that was a really hairy scene. Well, I was thinking, how could she have done this so fast? You just heard that Mercer took the troops away from that area and you had time to set all this up. It just seems to me that time yeah. seemed that was so quick, so yeah. quick to do that. Unless they had gone in there and chained everything up because they didn't want anybody to escape either, you know, was prior to. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I agree. I really liked all the bravery that we saw in this episode. And of course, we're seeing it more because there is such high stakes and the extent that everyone is willing to go to save one another is, you know, that's what this whole um, episode is entitled family because you only go that far for someone you care about that much. And you know, I saw Judith's bravery. I just loved it. Her talking with Daryl and Carol and how she takes Rick's gun. It, you know, it's like because she didn't want it. And then when she took it from Daryl and shot that that walker, and then now she's, you know, she has it. She's wielding it. It's hers now. And so I just love that. I, Judith was shining for me in this episode so much. And uh, the conversation that she had with Daryl and Carol, I appreciated that. They listened to what she has to say. And they, 
you know, she says that she wants to be a part of the 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 change and they agree that she can go with them. So, I mean, of course, now Daryl's probably kicking himself for letting her come, but I just like their relationship and them talking on the train about, you know, when this is done. And that makes me worry when people always say, when this is done, we'll get to this. And I'm like, are you going to be able to get to that? Is something going to happen where you aren't able to get to that? But he says, you know, when we're done, I will tell you about all the people, all the stories about the people that love you. Well, that's just, that's kind of like when Jerry, you know, when Jerry leaves the trailer. Oh, yeah. See, on the other side, like, okay, does that mean death? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, That worried me too. That worried me too. And then with Jerry and Aaron and Lydia, I thought, you know, there was a lot of bravery there. One, you're walking amongst the horde, which is like so scary, but just everything that they do for each other. And Aaron telling, you know... Lydia, that he's there for her and that he's been there before and he knows what she's going through and that he says, you are loved, Lydia. And then, of course, Jerry has to chop off her arm. Can you imagine being your friend, doing that to your friend? (laughs) Now, I, on the Talking Dead, I think it was the Talking Dead, they talked about, or some segment, they talked about the scene and they said that that was a really long, hard scene and that the actress who plays Lydia was like on all the time, you know, because she had to do a lot of wailing and crying and, and uh, it was an emotional scene for all of them. Wow. I, I liked mm-hmm. hearing about that. I love when I hear behind the scenes of how, how something went, something that, that we are seeing that we are impacted by either, you know, because it makes us emotional or it looks like a hard scene to do and in hearing how, you know, they went through it. It's just a cool thing to hear. And then also Eugene, I just really felt he stepped up. He beat the crap out of that trooper that came into the room, which I've never seen him do before. I mean, he really had to beat him with his hands. And then he was outside, you know, I believe, I guess, trying to meet up with Yumiko and Max and he finds the other group and lets them out of the, um, out of the train station. So, and Mercer, you know, so bravery. I just saw bravery all over the place with all of them. And I really liked seeing all of them, what they did for the people that they cared for. Well, so Negan and Ezekiel talk on the train. And I just thought what he had to say was very revealing, uh, very heartfelt. Negan asked Ezekiel, why did you do it? He explains to him, why Mm -hmm. he did do it. And basically, he just has to be at peace with himself. He, you know, he has whatever he has in front of him is his life, right? Because he he said, you know, death has met him so many times, and he survived it, but he doesn't want to live his life in a bitter way. So really revealing, like I said, with Negan saying what he said about himself. And I don't even remember his words. Do you remember what he said? Oh, gosh. Well, just that you all are better than I. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and that yes. they haven't they haven't been noticing. Yeah, if you haven't you know, noticed. Yeah. Just um, what I've been doing, you know. It was a really clever way to, to say, you know, you guys just are assuming I'm gonna be this bad person all the time. You're not really giving me a chance to, you know, really see me, even though I'm changing the way that I'm doing stuff. So it was it was good and he's he did he delivered it really well. 
Yeah, yeah, because he brought tears to my eyes. He wants to leave a better story for himself, I think he said. And what well, a better one than what they were gonna say. Yeah. And what matters is I did something right. And it, mm-hmm. he says it wasn't it wasn't uh to get anything or to save my own ass. It was to save all of you. <gasps> I think that was the moment that got to me. And that's when he says, You are better than me. And if you didn't think I didn't know that, then you haven't been paying attention. And so Maggie overhears him say that, which was really good because she heard him say it without him saying it to her. So it's not like it was a planned conversation that he heard or she heard. So um, I think it just made it more real, him saying it to Ezekiel and her overhearing it. So I just thought it was really cool. Um, Did you have any other thoughts or tidbits on the episode? People are dropping lines like Jerry dropping that one line saying, oh, see you on the other side. And then the whole Judith thing, I really need to, you know, I need to contribute. I need to be a fighter. I need to go out just like my brother and my mother and my father, you know, blah, blah. So I don't know. I mean, it feels like nobody really wants to live that badly. (laughs) They are willing to sacrifice themselves for what? I don't know. Some kind of glory in their own head. Because she's, I did not, you liked the whole Judith angle. I did not like the Judith angle. I thought that was really sort of. I loved it. (laughs) I know you did. I know you did, but I did it. I just, I've never really liked the whole Judith character and her place in the whole story. Because she's a child. Give me a break. She is a child. Her thoughts and her whole, everything is way too sophisticated for a child of six, seven. How old is she? Oh, I think she's older than that. I don't know how old she is. Well, she looks older than that. but Ten, maybe. I don't know. Still, ten-year-olds don't act like that. Yeah, but after living, she she was raised in an apocalypse. And she was raised around adults, right? She doesn't have other children that she plays with. So I think she has kids to play with. That whole group of kids. Well, now, but not growing up. Not when she was younger. But she's 10. Yeah, I'm guessing. I don't know. I don't know how old she is, but. Well, regardless, even if she's 12, she's still not 20. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So to have the this whole thought that she's going to just sacrifice herself because, you know, I want to do what my brother would do. All this ode to, to Carl. Carl was a horrible character. Carl, nobody liked Carl. Carl I like Carl. Oh my God. He, so I, you know, just, just putting him up on this pedestal was, oh, he, he, so when she said he went out fighting, no, he didn't. He didn't go out fighting. Yeah. He got stupid and got bitten. Well, That's how he went out. Well, he was Not trying fighting. to save, he was trying to save Sadiq. Regardless. I mean, yeah. they're kids, you know. They are, but they're living in this world. So what, would it be better for them just to hide? I mean, what are they going to do? They have to fight. They have to do something. I can see it but because this- otherwise, you if you don't learn to fight now, how are you going to be in a year, two years, three years? You have to learn to survive and learn these skills. Otherwise, it's like, you know, raising children now, if you shelter them, even in our regular world, if you shelter them and don't let them experience something, how are they going to survive? And so I think for her, they have to allow her to do these things. She has to stand for something and make a change. She is possibly the future 
if she lives, you know, depending on how long she lives. So I don't know. I just think it's a different world. And at some point, you do have to let them figure out their way. That's why, and Carl, it was hard because Carl had lived in a regular society and then got, you know, pushed into this apocalyptic world. And Rick had trouble deciding where he, how he was going to parent Carl, because at some times he wanted to let him live in this world. But then when that one incident with the gun and with Herschel saying, oh, he just shot him. He just shot this other kid, just point blank. He shot him. And then that's when um, Rick pulled him back and became Farmer Rick because he wanted to teach his son a different way. So it's hard, right? Parenting's hard in the regular world. It's hard in the apocalyptic world. And these kids, it's hard for them too, because how are you going to survive? So, I mean, RJ went willingly with Jerry's wife. So, and that's what Judith could have done, but I'm glad she took a stand. I think she had to. She's Rick's daughter. She's Grimes. So that's what I think, Margaret. I'm taking a stand on this. <laughs> I I do want I do want to say about Pamela, even after she shot Judith. Oh my gosh. She shot Judith because at first I didn't know that it was Maggie that she pushed out of the way. Wasn't until I watched it again. I thought it was Daryl for a second. And then I thought, well, wait, who was it? Because I couldn't really see who it was. It was so quick. But Pamela was going to shoot Maggie. Judith sees it. She pushes her. And it almost looks like the bullet gets her in the shoulder. That's what it looked like to me. And pushed yeah. her back. And then, of course, Pamela's horrified because she did not mean to kill or shoot a kid. But <laughs> after she's shot her and everybody's... Um, and Carol starts shooting up. I'm like, why can't you guys just kill her? She's right next to the troopers that you are shooting. I know, I know. And they all start shooting up at her, Father Gabriel and everybody. And they still don't get her. But then she's all, this is all your fault. And I'm like, of course you're going to blame it. You always blame everything on somebody else. It's never your fault. Just like you had mentioned that she was blaming Eugene for killing her son but you know it was it was um hornsby that let out those uh or had those people kill those walkers which she was in charge of so yeah it was full circle coming back to her but she's blaming them and then you had mentioned how she just cares about herself and she's funneling this herd to the lower she's elitist wards and she wants to protect her estates the estates are the most important thing and that other trooper that woman trooper tells her you're this is a death sentence we need to do something she's like no 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 just do what i tell you i you know she knows she knows i wonder if that trooper's gonna flip too because she's totally she will yeah no i think she will and yeah she'll let mercer go yeah that would be good because i'm thinking okay how can you have mercer tied up and then you got to get rid of all these walkers in this place and yeah we had talked about leading the horde there, which I thought was really dumb. I've mentioned this before, but it's just like on Survivor when people lose a challenge just to vote out a member. I just think that's the dumbest thing. And it's the same thing. You're just digging your own grave. You're digging your own grave. And that's what they're doing here. Yeah. Man. Oh my God. One more episode. I can't believe it. Okay. So Margaret, tell me in this whole episode, after watching it, I want to know what your favorite quote character or moment was. 
Um, I think it was, I, I, I really appreciated the conversation between Negan and Ezekiel. I thought it was really revealing as far as just how Negan, he didn't break down, but I mean, he was as vulnerable as he could be and still be the man with uh, Ezekiel because he probably really didn't know how he was going to take it if he was going to be open to being a sacrificial lamb, which is what he did when he stepped in front of everybody. So that was really, but you know, for me, that kind of flipped too quickly, but maybe it was because there were so many other people involved that, that Ezekiel decided to step up and, you know, try to be the buffer between the firing squad and then the line of people that they had going. And so when Negan is, you know, reflecting back on that moment, I just thought it was kind of interesting because Ezekiel softened an awful lot. And I don't know if that's yeah. really realistic because of the history. I think it would take a lot longer. And I think he might have been a little more sharp in um, just responding to him. Not so complacent, but it was a good scene. I liked that scene. I liked any of the scenes that really the people were just kind of connecting on a different level as far as just like, this is the end, this is what's going to happen. And they're just trying to comfort each other. I felt, I felt like a lot of that stuff was really good, really well done. And it's really sad for the viewer because it is going to end and we're, we're all going to be left without our addiction. You know, we're going to have to go back and start all over. Yeah. And it's really, it's just, it's so hard when you get so attached to people and to a series and just wanting to know what's going to happen next. And then it's not on anymore. And then you're just, you're just left with this big hole. So then you try to fill it. So So true. Not with food, not with alcohol, (laughs) not with drugs, but some other TV show or something or a relationship. It's kind of one of those things we get, we get so attached to what we have and so used to this, you know, this, Everybody else's lives being a mess. <laughs> it's, it's a nice escape. Yeah, it is. So, I don't know. Who are you going to, what are you going to say? <laughs> you know, I'm going to say Judith. Uh, she is a Grimes through and through, you know, wanting something beyond this, having a vision, wanting peace and being a part of that journey to achieve it. Remembering her family and living up to what they started and just, you know, protecting Maggie, who is part of her family. I just think she's a brave little girl. And I think Kaylee Fleming is an amazing actress. Kudos to her because really to carry all these episodes through her voice at the beginning, I just, it just made every episode so much better with her commentary. It was a good way to bring the past and where the show is going with that. So I just really, I really love it. All right. So tell me which character from a previous season would you have liked to have seen in this episode? I think maybe Daryl's brother, Merle, because he was a little crazy. They need a little crazy. They can't think these things through completely because then it just, it's like, you've got to just react. And if you react in a violent way, well, hey, that's everybody else's right now. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say Rick because I've been saving my Rick. And uh, what a perfect time when this episode is entitled Family and with Judith, you know, finally in the episode. 
And I just to see him reunite with his family, to meet RJ, to see all his uh, extended family again, who he fought with side by side, and see that they survived, it would just have been really cool to see him again, just come in at, at the 11th hour, um, help his friends. So it just, and uh, to kill the enemy. And uh, I just think that it would have been a great time to see him. Hopefully, he can bring his people to a better place, maybe wherever he's been. That was, So I just think it would have been cool to see Rick again. All right. So tell me, what do you hope to see in the finale? And do you have any predictions? Well, I don't really know how the finale is going to play out, because if they go ahead and kill Pamela, you have the split security squad people, the troopers, they're between her and between the other guys. And they're all scattered. You've got this whole place is loaded with walkers at this point. So you don't even, I mean, it's hopeless, right? I mean, how can they contain them, the walkers, without being killed themselves, our people? And then how can all the other people who are living there who don't really know how to fight off the walkers or, you know, defend themselves, how are they going to survive? So it really, to me, feels like a very hopeless situation. So I don't know what the title is for the finale. Do you? Hopelessness. (laughs) Right now, it has escaped me what it could be. Because that would be a huge pointing or suggestion because I don't, you know, you follow me though. Right. I mean, it's yeah. like, how the hell, how the hell are they going to get out with all 50,000 people or maybe another 45,000 people who knows, but everybody's going to get chewed up and spit out. So what if they just close the walls and let the walkers become more walkers and just trap them all and then burn the place down? I mean, what do they do? Right. That's heavy. That's really heavy because if they, if they do get rid of Pamela, which we know that they will, or maybe Pamela will just throw herself over her balcony sacrifice yourself (laughs) who knows but you know I mean really what's I mean there is no there's no hope and they've only trapped a few in that little alleyway you do see in the previews you see Daryl getting to the hospital but it's like everybody else looked like they were being chewed on you know because he turns runs down the alley and all you see is this wall of dead yeah. And Negan is there and he's like covered and I think- Oh, it's I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, but it's called rest in peace. Oh, see, what did I say? It's gonna <laughs> blow up. They're That's all gonna not die. Good. That's not well, good. it's the end. It's the end of the show. Oh <sighs> my god, people are gonna die. Who's gonna die? I'm sorry to interrupt. You were rolling along and I'm like, oh, no, no, rest it's in okay. Peace. <laughs> but that's you know, that's 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 my prediction. Well, as except you, for the people who have spinoffs, which we already know. Y- you know, as you were talking, it made me think broader and grander because you're like, how are they going to get out of this? It's hopeless. It's hopeless. But I, something big could happen. I don't know. The helicopters could come yeah. in and pick up Rick and pick them up. And maybe uh, that, if they get on top of the hospital, who knows? I don't know, because there will be a helipad up there. And the walkers will be climbing the walls, getting <laughs> hanging on to them. the hanging on to yeah. the helicopter. Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> like I don't know. know. Like yeah. in World War Z, they're all like, jumping <laughs> to, to the helicopters. <laughs> now we're gonna have jumping uh, walkers. Uh, probably, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we really don't know what's gonna happen. Like you said, but 
we know that a some... dog. What happened yes. to dog? Like yes. you said. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. two many episodes ago, dog yeah. disappeared. Yeah. I still think he might show up at the end. I really do. <laughs> but but in thinking about the what I was going to say for this segment, yeah. I was thinking, okay, so Aaron, Jerry, and Lydia are over there. How are they going to impact or get together or come to an end with the Commonwealth? Like, are, you know, there, like, how is, how are they going to reunite with the group or are they? How is that going to happen? Rosita is like a Rambo, man, because she is, I saw the previews on the Talking Dead and what we saw her was she was looking for Coco and she's like killing everybody or all the walkers or the people I can't even remember now. Because she can hear Coco crying and she goes in and she sees Coco with an upside down crib and a walker's like trying to grab in and get to her. But Coco's oh, like, really? yes, that is scary. Ooh. I mean, it is scary. And Coco's crying and crying. I'm like, how did they get the baby to cry like that? I was worried for this baby's acting, you know, the conditions that this baby went through. But yeah, so I don't know. Rosita is just, we've seen her in the last couple episodes. She's been just in another mode. And I'm sure she's going to continue because she just is doing everything to save that baby. And what, where's that going to lead her? And I saw this somewhere and it was just a really good thought. But I think I saw somewhere that somebody mentioned it could be a flash forward. And if that happens, we could see our group in a better place at some point. So maybe it doesn't end with real time. Maybe there is a forward time. Maybe it's Judith in a commentary again saying how life is. I I mean, I hope so, because it's kind of hard to, it it will be an hour and a half. It will be 90 minutes. There is a a, 30 minute red carpet event, 8.30. And then nine o'clock, the show starts. I mean, this that, this is our time zone. I don't know what it's like in the other time zones, but it'll be a 90 minute show. And then the talking dead will be on. And, you know, will we see Rick? Will we see Michelle? Will we see a glimpse of them? I don't know. I hope so. I really do. All I know is just all of this is just really killing me. And then another thought came to me is, could Ezekiel be the new leader? Because he says in the previews, something like this place means something to me. And I'm like, oh, I was thinking Mercer, but Ezekiel, he's led people before. He could do it. And he cares about this place. So so has Negan. Yeah, but I don't know if Negan would want to. Negan doesn't, But there's going to be nothing left. No, Negan's going off with Maggie. So, no, he's not going to be the leader of this, I don't think. No, but there's oh. going to be nothing left to lead because all of those walkers, unless they suddenly get a brain. Well, yeah. Yeah. Who's to say? Maybe they catch him on fire. I saw bombs going off. I don't know what they're going to do. Well, that's You're what right. I was, right. was going to say because that's how they handled the ones previous. You know, they blew up or in the pit and they burned everybody. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Way back, whatever season, way, way, way back. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. Ah, uh, we'll find out, man. We're going to find out. I know. Okay. Well, in a couple of days. I know. Whew. Okay. That wraps up our conversation on The Walking Dead. All right, Margaret, tell me, what are you currently watching? I've always enjoyed the Great British Baking Show, which is on, uh, was on PBS. Now it's on Netflix. So you still could probably watch it on PBS, but they pretty much 
it's a competition and they're in a tent and they're in the beautiful English countryside. And I decided to pick it back up again. Um, I don't know what season it is, 10 or something, but it's probably even longer because they haven't been showing it here as, as long as they've been showing it there. But there's the main guy is Paul Hollywood. And then they keep switching out the other lady for the great chefs to do the judging. And then they have two comics or comedians who do all of the intros and the, oh, bring it up. And you're, you know, you're, you have bakers, you have an hour left or 30 minutes or whatever. And I found this time, because you can watch them all, um, you can binge it. And I found the first episode, I did not understand a word anybody said because all of the accents were so heavy and they were so excited and they spoke so quickly, the contestants. So by episode two, I finally understood everybody. So I was laughing at what they were saying because they're very, very funny. They're very, very funny people. They're just a very dry humor and just, they're just cute. I mean, with how they say things. Uh-huh. and. Um, you know, and then what they create and then the drama when it doesn't work or it falls over. <laughs> it's yeah. like, ooh. so it's just a really, really cute show. So I enjoy it. And the comics are kind of funny, too. Um, everybody's they like their alcohol, too. <laughs> you, ooh, you, put, you put whiskey in there or you put bourbon in there. You know, it's just kind of funny. Um, but they have three. The, the format of the show is they introduce everybody. Then they have their their thing that they have to make that they get the recipe for. And then there's a technical. So then it's a really difficult product that they have to make um, cake or biscuits, which are cookies. Um, So you're learning the lingo too, as you, you expand your brain. And then the last one is the showstopper, which is their own creation. But the technical is usually where they kind of all fall flat because they've got to, they are, they're not shown what this thing is. They're just told what this thing is. And then they get the recipe list and the, and the ingredients, but there's no format as to how they put it, the ingredients together, how long they bake it for, what temperature they bake it for and all this other stuff. So it's kind of left to their own devices. I do enjoy that show now that I can understand them. Mm. But um, the other one was, I loved dead to me when it came out the first two seasons and I decided I was going to pick it back up because I got a notification that it started again. I know. Very excited about that. Well, my suggestion, which is what Netflix did to me, was when I started watching, I had, they, they apparently I didn't finish the last episode of, of season two, which what? was episode 10. So it started it from the beginning. So they're only 30 minutes. So I watched that episode and I was like, wow did I fall asleep? Because I don't remember any of this stuff happening. And then it just kind of slid right into, you know, season three, episode one. Okay. And it all made sense. So I would suggest watching the last episode from two, since it was like two years ago, right? I mean, it was pre-COVID or something. Yeah. So it was so long ago, you know, you remember the characters and I love the characters and the relationship and just how they're so forgiving. And it's just, it probably is a really good um, female kind of um, show because it shows how we actually can be with each other when we're not competing and not being judgmental and not being critical, you know, because women can be really mean. So um, they just genuinely care for each other and are supporting each other through all that crap. So it's kind of interesting. Um, 
And that made me just their, their seat and they're both so good. They're so good. They are really, really good. So, you know, that, that touched me. (laughs) So (laughs) you will be bawling. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, and what I love about it, it's a comedy. It's funny. It's hilarious. And so, and I love it when, when a show is just so funny, but it still is heartwarming too. So. Well, what I noticed was Will Ferrell. He's one of the producers. I didn't realize that. Oh, I didn't know that either. Anyway, I, I'm looking forward to watching uh, Dead to Me. I'm waiting. I'm savoring it. I am not there yet. Yeah. Everything's out, right? The whole season is out. I be- well, Netflix they do do yeah. that, right? They don't. Yeah, yeah hold it. Usually, yeah. yeah, usually that's how they do it. I well, didn't look to see. Well, you know, with uh, Stranger Things, they released it in two parts. So um, right, which was that's, different. I think that's yeah. Yeah, but so anyway, we'll we'll I'll, I'll see it soon enough. I've only watched the first episode of Yellowstone season five because I, I have been busy, but I I was don't, dying to see it. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Don't spoil it for me. I'm not going to say anything except for that. Oh, okay, it's, it's all back, and it's you know everything that we love about it is is there, and what I I appreciated is that I saw some new characters. And, you know, on the ranch. And I thought, oh, that girl is new. Oh, that guy's new. And the kid that um, in season four that, you know, they took under the yeah. room because his father had um, had passed away. He's like, he like shot up because, he, you know, I don't know how old he was, but he he's unrecognizable. He does not oh. look like the little kid <laughs> that you saw. Are and you kept, sure it's the same guy? Is it the same guy? I think it is. I think I read that it was, but now oh. I, I'd have to really go back and check to, to be yeah. honest. But I believe it is the kid. He just grew up, you know, with the time. I just wanted to say I'm, I'm watching it. I'm enjoying it so far, and I can't wait for all the episodes to come in. And I saw that 1923 uh, with Harrison Ford and uh, Mir- Her- Helen Mirren, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's in it. Yep. Oh, that's that, interesting. Well, yeah. With those two, I'm thinking that's going to be really well done, I think. Uh, it'll be interesting to see them. So I'm looking forward to all Yellowstone and spinoffs. What I think is really interesting is that this is just, it's so creative and actually is kind of kind of reflective of like Star Wars with all the different parts at different time periods with all the different generations. I just think, so it's kind of a rip off of that, I think, but I kind of like it because it's um, short and sweet and, you know, you dive into it, you're like in it. You know, it's not like there's this lead up and you need a couple of episodes or another, a whole season to get into the real meat. You just do automatically. So that's what I like about it. Um, I also watched, I actually watched this a couple of weeks ago, but I forgot to bring it up. I watched The Good Nurse, which is on Netflix with Jessica Chastain and Eddie Redmayne. And Jessica Chastain plays a nurse who's a single mother with a heart condition. And she befriends this male nurse who she brings into her home and learns through the police uh, that her new friend may be a serial killer. (laughs) it's a true crime story which is shocking to know that this is this really happened and it's a slow burn but it was interesting so um i i just cannot believe it was a true story that's what blew me away so that's why i had to watch it i also saw thor love and thunder and 
I have loved all the Thors. Out of all of them, this is probably not my favorite. It's um, starring everybody. Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Christian Bale, Tessa Thompson, Russell Crowe, Matt Damon. I mean, everybody's in here, but it's very, it's a comedy. It's a, you know, Marvel action-packed comedy, like real comedy. You know, I like when there's comedic elements in a movie, but this is like full blown out comedy and it's very silly. And I'm like, uh, all right. You know, I watched it, but if you're just in for to watch a comedy and, and all the actors are good in it, but the story, I wanted to hear a really good story. I did like that Jane Foster was back in it um, because I wanted to see what happened with them. But the basic premise of the story is Thor must gather the others, Valkyrie, Korg, and Jane Foster, who is now the mighty Thor, to help him stop Gore, the god butcher, from eliminating all gods. So that's the basic premise of the story. And the last movie that I watched is where the crawdads sing on Netflix because Margaret had seen it uh, through Redbox and then I saw that it was on Netflix. So I gave it a shot and I I liked it. It was watchable, but uh, I'm I agree with Margaret that the movie, I mean that the book is so much better. If you have to choose, read the book. So <laughs> that's what I would say. If you can read, yeah, yeah. There's just I was, so much more detail. That's that's. You know, you you really learned how she felt and thought and, you know. Exactly. So different. It's true. Also, I do want to say I was distracted while watching the movies. Usually I'm not. Usually I'm really focused on what I'm watching, but I was um, multitasking. So I think that that was part of the problem, too. So I probably did not give it my full attention that I should have. So there could be people out there that really do enjoy it and will like it. And if you haven't read the book, then you have nothing to compare it to. And I think it would be fine. So I wouldn't say don't watch it. Uh, it's just if you read the book, you'll just have a different perspective on it. All right, Margaret. Thank you for hanging out with me on this Friday evening. Well, it was my pleasure. <laughs> All right. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something that we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our website and follow Screens in Focus and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. We will be releasing the Walking Dead finale as a special release you won't have to wait till the following Tuesday, but we're going to be releasing it on Friday. So look for that. You can find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.